The Shakes is sponsored by An Event Apart, the design conference for people who make websites. An Event Apart brings together 12 leading minds in web design for two days of nonstop inspiration and enlightenment, plus an optional day-long workshop on multi-device web design. If you care about code as well as content, usability as well as design, An Event Apart is the conference you've been waiting for. Go to aneventapart.com slash the shakes to learn more. We would like to thank Joel Gerhold, our longtime beer buddy, who is a yard beer, and then Robert Arnold, who is a keg beer buddy. He tapped the keg. Thank you, Robert. So, uh, so, so you finally got around to listening to, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys are so nice to me when I'm not around to defend myself. Well, but you know, here's the thing though. It's an equal opportunity thing. Quinn is away on a shoot. She's doing some client work. And so now is your chance for revenge. I think it would be best maybe if you just left and I just did this podcast by myself and then yeah. I could insult you, both of you. got it? Okay. Well, here. I, you know, you've got, the, you've got the sheet. You've got the topics. You just go ahead and go. Would be the... But then who would I interrupt? You could evidently figure out... I could... do that all the time. <laughs> you could figure out a way to interrupt It's amazing yourself. the shit that comes out of Quinn's mouth when I'm not here to interrupt her. I mean, it's a public service what I do. Yeah. I stop her from just fucking rambling. You're the Quinn Catherman mute button. I am. Basically. I am. Yeah. I'm over here like Switzerland, just kind of letting, you know, letting everything flow. See, I, but, I, I, I will give you props that <clears throat> given the chance to bag, you did. You played a good, balanced, and then Quinn just fucking went in every time. <laughs> so well, we have to talk about um, after last episode... We do our little usual wrap up and shooting the shit afterwards. Get into my car. Oh yeah, that yeah. Which I which I parked and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Get into my car. The shakes continues to be haunted by car problems, and I cannot for the life of me get my car into reverse. Starts up fine, cannot get it into reverse, and. Um, uh, evidently, this is kind of problematic with Chrysler three hundreds, but. So Jeremy and I do our best, um, uh, slightly under the influence of alcohol, um, to rip yeah. apart the whole gearbox and <clears throat> figure out what's going on. And, you know, I'm Googling what to do, and it says there's some little lever that you can easily push, and it should override it and everything. And we're using, like, iPhones as flashlights yeah. trying to, yeah. I mean, it's it's about the most pathetic thing. Well, and it doesn't help that it. my car's a fucking pit, but... Um, so do that and then um end up not not being able to not being able to get it to work. So call the wife, she comes picks me up. Get up the next morning, schedule a tow. Now, what you have to know about Ma, uh Jeremy's mom's house is that mm-hmm. the parking lot by the house is pretty tight. Well, the driveway is yeah, it's a small driveway. Yeah. Yeah. And there was absolutely no way 
that I was going to be able to get a tow truck in there and stuff. So I show up a little bit early, pop my head in, say, hey, I'm here to get a tow. And Jeremy has the bright idea. He says, you know what? Let's let's get on YouTube really quick and let's just see if there's something. Well, I didn't even say I didn't even say uh, YouTube. I just said, said, well, because, yeah, because we looked it up on on your thinking straight. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, And I'm like, hey, why don't we just look at it again? Let's look at it on on a larger screen. So maybe we could have half a chance of reading it. And then a video pops up. Lo and behold, first result. Like 30 second video says here you pop this off, which we had already done. So the car was already half taken apart. Yep. Pop this off, stick a screwdriver right down there. You can override it. Went out there, did it right there. Yeah, 20 seconds. We 20 had the seconds. car in it was, Yeah, it was, it was ready to go. Yep. And so I was able to call the tow truck and say, no need. And uh, he was cool with that. And I took it to, um, took it to uh, a buddy of ours uh, to, uh, to fix it up. Cost me 70 bucks. I was going to say, was it expensive? 70 bucks. 70 bucks. Yep. Man. Sunday morning, they had a great show. Uh, it's the CBS uh, Morning Magazine or something. Yeah. I like watching that on so a Sunday I. morning. Yeah. Except when they cut and they're like, and now for the next, like, feels like five minutes, we're going to show. When it's like the nature shot. Wheat. Yeah. Blowing wheat. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's like, all, yeah. now we're going to show paint drying on a wall. Um. <laughs> But uh, they did a story on Vera Wang. Mm-hmm. That woman is sixty-four. She looks amazing. She's no way. She's sixty-four. Sixty-four. No. Somebody I mean, challenged me on yeah. that. I don't know if I believe that myself, but that's that's no, what I heard. I mean, she looks, 40. and then somebody confirmed that. Yeah, she looks amazing. Wow. And um, and so then that's going to take me to another thing. Okay. Which is, I think, a pretty interesting concept. Bling wheat. Vera Wang. Yeah. So um, the day before, um, we have something in the Piper household. When your kids are not acting the way that they should, you pull them close. And so what we do with my daughter, who's from China, is uh, we do something called holding time. Okay. Which is you just you, you just hold them, you cradle them. And, um, and she's nine, but she's a small girl, so I can still mm-hmm. cradle her. And, um, you just, you just talk about, talk about whatever's going on. If she's acted a certain way, or if she's gotten upset about something mm-hmm. and you remind her that you love her and stuff. And, um, um, she was acting we, what we call wiggy. It's what we call wiggy. Okay. All right. Acting a little weird. She, I can, I she can. has, she has attachment disorder. She has sensory stuff. Mm-hmm. So wiggy. changes, yeah. changes in patterns and stuff make her a little wiggy. Yep. Got it. So I was holding her, and um, she says to me, you, you've got me in some rough dirt. That's what she says to me. And I said, well, what, what do you – what do you?" and she says okay. that a couple of times. And I said, what, what are you talking about? Okay. And I want her to define that. And she gets around to it, and she says, you're challenging me. And I thought, well, that, that's kind of cool. You know, rough dirt versus mm-hmm. uh, smooth, mm-hmm. smooth. And, and, yeah. um, and I said, I am. And I said, I will continue to challenge you um, and uh, because you always react so well to challenges. She hates it, mm-hmm. but she is, I mean, if you... Rises to the occasion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the second that we got her when she was one to now she's nine, she is, she is a... <clears throat> if you had a case study 
about ch- rising to challenges again mm-hmm. and again and again. She is it. I mean, you know, we got her. She was malnourished. She had eczema. She had staph infection all over her body. She was despondent, mm-hmm. um, delayed, everything. And she's amazing now. She's yeah. just amazing. And um, um, I said, yeah. I said, I will continue to challenge you. And I said, and what's further, it's good to be challenged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... I said, we are at our best when we're being challenged, good and bad. And, um, you know, and, and, um, and I said, you know, you will always succeed when you continue to be challenged. So you're going to fight it, but you also have to welcome it. You always have to tell yourself, I don't like this, but this is good. I will continue to grow as long as I'm challenged. And I just thought that was a great concept, this rough dirt. And Yeah, uh, the rough dirt. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's, that's interesting. Because, I love that. Because that she, you have to wonder... Did she hear it somewhere? Yeah. Or was that just, you know? I mean, is it a, just a you know knee jerk sensory? Yeah. Description. So she, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know where she got that, but huh. um, then going back to Vera Wang. So you know, Saturday we did that. Sunday, the Vera mm-hmm. Wang story, and she's watching it. And I said, "You want to talk about rough dirt?" I said, "That's that is a woman that grew up thinking I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a skater." for the Olympic team and mm-hmm. she didn't make it and she had to figure out, okay, what the hell am I going to do next? And yeah. she redefined herself. Um, and I said, that's rough dirt. And I said, you know, and she look how good, look how awesome she is now mm-hmm. because of that. And so I just thought that that was, thought that was a cool thing. Yeah. You know, and that would, that's, that's interesting. And even if somebody, if I would like to hear if you have had rough dirt, Vera Wang style, let's say, you know, you work all your life or you work for two or three years, you know, no matter what you you're thinking, okay, I'm going to achieve X, but then it doesn't happen for you as so often it does not. Right. Uh, you know, how, how do you adapt? How do you, uh, how do you turn, turn that into the next big thing for you? So that would be interesting if you're out there listening and you have a story for that, you can call us 415-484-5830. Tweet us in at the shakes, and if not, if you're catching this later on, uh, you know on the on send the actual yeah on the actual podcast, uh, yeah, send us an email or call us next time or something like that because uh, yeah, I think that's you your know, rough dirt you know, situation. Not, not to go not to go too uh, cliche, but there's fertile ground, <laughs> fertile ground with <laughs> to rough discuss dirt. that. What's your yeah, what's your kind of what's your rough dirt? Well, you know that's you immediately got me kind of thinking about that. Um, well, one, okay. I can think of one piece of rough dirt, um, in, in a way it's not quite Vera Wang style, but like when I was transitioning from high school to college, um, considered myself a pretty good drummer, you know, and I'm, I'm good. Uh, playing the marching band in high school, a play like John C. Riley stepbrothers. Yeah, good, totally, okay. totally that good, totally that good. <laughs> and so you know, I played, I played the quad toms, the tenors, and uh, thought that I was pretty damn good. And I was like, shit, I'll just be able to just walk on. I go to college. I play, play on the drum line there. No big deal. And uh, got in there. Turned out not so good. Not real good at all. 
and that was some rough dirt and it was and it was a tough pill to swallow you know because because every you spend years of everybody going man you're so good and then you find out that, that you are not and uh so so you don't make it and and i you know i turned i turned that rough dirt around i didn't go a, a different direction and go, okay, I'm going to now figure out something new. I just made sure that next time around that at the end of that year, when it was time to try out again, you're going to make it. I was going to make it. And I did nice. And so, you know, I and, love yeah, good drum line, you know, and so that it's that type <clears throat> of thing. But, um, I'm trying to think about it like a, like a rough dirt situation where you, especially because I think that's so interesting you know, it, with, with Vera Wang trying to be a skater. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. But yeah, yeah you, and, and oh, it doesn't pan out. And then all of a sudden she becomes this this completely different, you know, polar opposite. Uh, and, and it has to, well, tell me. I mean, did it, did it detail anything about, okay, she kind of did this stuff as a hobby or anything like that? And then she, she turned that into a... Yeah, she, um, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to be super good on this but That's she fine. um when that went away she started studying design and then it came to it was her wedding and she couldn't land on a dress oh okay and her father said go and design your own dress yeah i will pay for it Awesome, and that's that's and that was the beginning, off. yeah. And her and I think her father bankrolled her for a bit. Wow, um, and setting that whole thing up, mm-hmm. and you know, and now she's and you know the cool thing is, and it's always, um, you know, to me the true talents are always the ones who are truly humble, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and, and you know you can talk to and they don't talk through you and yeah and and she came across very much like that i mean she didn't believe oh i have to be an asshole to be really good in this and i'm sure she's incredibly demanding and challenging and stuff but she does it in a in a really nice way i mean they ended the whole show and she had had her whole line come out and walk the runway and then instead of her walking all the way out she just kind of peeked behind the design yeah, and just kind of waved yeah, at everybody. Yeah. And I thought that, that was, that was an awesome, that was yeah. an awesome ending. But, um, yeah, my rough, uh, I was, um, I loved tennis and I played tennis, mm-hmm. um, in high school and well, I played tennis throughout junior high and, and then it was time for me to make the high school tennis team and all my friends had made it. And I had played, I think on the JV team, but this was a chance for me to make the varsity team. And honestly, I don't think that the, um, the coach wanted me on the team. I love competition, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not good in an individual competition situation. I'm great in a, Team competitions, mm-hmm. go beat the shit out of them and stuff. But as an individual thing, I'll mostly beat myself. Um, and I sounds familiar. Yeah, and I did not. Uh, I didn't make it, and that was like that was crushing. Yeah, and so, uh, but I ended up going into theater um, and did a bunch of uh, plays and stuff for the rest of uh, my you know junior and senior year, and loved it. Yeah, that see was, now that is is a Vera Wang story. That's that's yeah. that's a that's a left turn mm-hmm. off into, you know, some, some unexpected territory. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I I can see you. You think you're pretty good. How about you fight this bear, Pat yeah. Piper? Yeah. Wait, a, a bear? Where did that bear come from? Yes, you must fight this bear to become the Varsity Tennis Star. That's not funny. I, I mentioned a little bit of something about Boston. Uh, so, yeah, tell about interesting. That. Interestingly enough, where I was happens to be this episode's sponsor. And so I was I was in Boston last week for an event apart, and uh, you know, and so so this instead of doing. You know, our, our sponsor bit, this is basically going to be the sponsor bit. It's like, I get to tell you about an event apart and, uh, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, like I've said, uh, in episodes prior, we had already decided that I was going to go before an event apart even decided to sponsor this show. And so I, w- I already had my ticket. I was already ready to go. And so, um, it was really cool being able to go and, well, it was really cool just being able to go, period. And it, and it was an awesome, awesome conference. Um, I would say that for those of you, well, for those of you who have been to South by Southwest are a little bit disenchanted by what South by Southwest has become. Is this the new new South by Southwest? No, no. And, <coughs> and, it, and it never will be the, the new South by Southwest by design because they, they, are, they keep the groups small. I would say there was maybe 600, maybe a thousand people taught. Now nah, it couldn't have been a thousand people. And how many people at South by Southwest? Uh, oh, I mean like 30, 40,000. Oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just overrun. You know, it's, it's Zeke's <laughs> running all over Austin, Zeke's Texas. Zeke's are all over. Yeah. Running all over Austin, Texas. But no, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's like 500 people. And, uh, and, and the nice thing is, is, is so event apart does, you know, a number of these throughout the year. And so now I will, this will be the sponsorship part. There are, uh, still, uh, spots available for Austin and San Francisco in September and December. So there are still, and, and there are two coming up in Washington, DC and Chicago, but they only have the day long workshop that, that we've talked about. Uh, but so it's, it's two days. It's intense, you know. You 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 just like speaker after speaker after speaker, um, but it but it was so awesome because I think um, you know I have gone to South by Southwest to learn kind of like the the big picture of what are the nerds into, you know. And so I go and I watch like some guy fly a helicopter using a Microsoft Connect. Okay, cool, great, yeah. How am I going to take that back? Yeah, I mean, at least I know, okay, this is possible. Awesome. So here's the big picture of the future, whatever. But this is, you know, and still there's still quite a bit of big picture thinking going on in these two days. But it goes, there's something for everybody. And so, you know, they they say it's the conference for people who design websites. And it truly is. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you are the coder, the designer, the writer, the strategist, um, you know, the user experience guy, whatever. There's, there's something for everybody. And I, and I will say, you know, not every out of the 12 speakers, there were a couple that, you know, one was like really code heavy. I thought it was kind of interesting, but it was way over my head because it was for the guys who were way down deep in the development. Uh, you know, then there was, you know, really good stuff about, 
putting, uh, you know, putting the, the mobile experience first. And then there was a good, co- uh, a good presentation about, and it was about mobile content, but it was like, don't worry about writing good mobile content, just write good content. You yeah. Know, if, and the if, medium if, yeah, is secondary. Yeah, exactly. And so that doesn't matter. No, and great. so, yeah. And so, I mean, it, it really was like the full picture, you know, so there was a, there was something for everybody and it was really, really cool. Um, fantastic. The, the, the conference is so well run, uh, you know, and, and one of the things that, uh, I was, I was talking to some of the, you know, some of the people who were there. So like, let's say, okay, let's go back to South by Southwest as a, as an example. So you pay 500 bucks. If you, if you do the early bird pricing, you pay 500 bucks for a conference badge, five days. This is a two-day conference. If you pay the early bird price, it's $850. You're like, well, geez, you know, it's like almost twice the price. What the hell? Yeah. Dude, this conference, it's kind of like, it's almost like an all-inclusive resort. You know, it's like you go there, breakfast, lunch. All that stuff, it's all taken care of for you. During the breaks, you get up to go take a potty break. You go outside. There's snacks. Pick up a snack. Pick nice. up a drink. Pick up coffee. Pick up whatever. You, it's it's all there. They take care of you. Uh, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And so that makes that makes it really good. And then uh, and and then the one thing that I had completely forgotten about uh, <laughs> until until I received it. And then I looked at my bag because I packed, I packed really compact, you know, I didn't want to check a bag. So I brought my little, you know, travel. <laughs> so their swag bag, uh, they always do, you know, conferences, they do swag bags. It's usually, you know, full of blah, 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 whatever. An event apart, they give you a lunch box, like an honest to God, old nice. metal lunchbox with a uh with a thermos yeah that's kick-ass. yeah and and each year it's a different design and so it always has the uh founders of the conference jeffrey zeldman and eric meyer are always on the lunchbox in some form or fashion last year it was the two of them looking like starsky and hutch so you know they're on like the red and white car you know and all that stuff so so they look like you know 70s lunchboxes this year it was star trek so, so you've got, you know, you've got this little pudgy oh, Jeffrey awesome. Zeldman as, as a Captain Kirk, and you've got this, you know, kind of gangly Eric Meyer as uh, Mr. Spock. They're on some uncharted planet, you know, and they're all like looking, looking cool. And then you go inside and you got the thermos and it's got them on it. And, uh, you know, and so, so, and then the swag that's in there, it's, it's like all cool and, you know, got like this really cool patch from MailChimp and got some Squarespace M&Ms and, you know, some different stuff like that. And so the swag bag is also really cool. So everything about it is just really buttoned up. And so, you know, uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience that if you are looking for a conference to go to where you want to learn something, where you want to have a good time, because I mean, you know, a conference is always a good time, you know, a a, a bit of a mini vacation, if you will. You don't tell the people at, at work that that's what it's for, but it's, that's what it's always for. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but, but you get all of that and you get a lot out of it. And so, yeah, I, I was so what's, really, what's, what's really the main impressed. difference between, um, like, would you say that South by Southwest is more of a scene 
And this is more about learning. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I can even tell, tell you that philosophically for me, like if I'm going to go back to South by Southwest, I'm not even going to bother with a badge because, you know, I just, I, what I learn from South by Southwest does not come at the conference. I always learn from talking to other people right. while having a beer or whatever. <laughs> and, and this is totally the opposite. It's like, I learned so much sitting and listening to people. And then, you know, what's the coolest thing that you learn? Jared Spool, who was one of the speakers and he, I, I believe he's a speaker on the entire series. Um, he does a whole thing about user experience and kind of, uh, and the, the summary of the whole thing is that design is intention. So basically everything that, that you are designing, whether you're designing experience, you're designing something visually, anything like that, it is always an intention toward something. And he gave a really interesting story about MRI machines and, uh, talked about a pediatric MRI and, and talking about, uh, pediatric leukemia patients. And so you, these kids need to go in, get a scan MRI. Uh, it's a very stressful time for the family. So everybody's on edge anyway. And so when they go in and it's time for the MRI, the kids see this, you know, massive behemoth of a, of a machine that's going to fit in mom's basement here. It, you know, and everybody else is already on edge every, it, and it's just way too much. And so they end up having to sedate most of the kids. As a matter of fact, they had like an 80% sedation rate for kids to sit. Cause you got to sit still for seven minutes and all this stuff to get, to get the, the scan properly. So, uh, the, the guy who invented this MRI machine heard this statistic and he's like, yeah, that's, that's unacceptable. So he and his team, they sat down and they tried to, figure out how they could make the experience better. So they, they designed with intent to put the family and most of all the kid, the patient at ease. All they did, all they did was basically put a skin on, you know, you, you know, you do like a bus wrap or something. They, they, they did a bus wrap for an MRI. So, you know, they put some decals on the ground that made it look like they were going on some, uh, ocean dock and the, the MRI tech says, you want to see the mermaids? And the kid's like, yeah, I want to see the mermaids and say, okay, so here, we're going to dress you in this little gown. We'll put a pirate hat on you walk on the dock. Don't fall off in the ocean. And so they go in and they go into the MRI room and it's all done up to where it looks like a, wow. like an Island and, and the MRI has just been bus wrapped to look like a pirate ship. And they say, okay, hop on the ship. And so, you know, we're going to go and you're going to go see the mermaids, but you have to hold really still to see the mermaids. And you'll know that you're holding really still when you start to see them come. And so they go into the MRI and you know, they hold really still. And as they're holding still, they can start there. There are LEDs inside the MRI that start, you know, like mermaid shapes and stuff like wow. that. Wow. And it's nothing more than some blinking lights and a bus wrap. And they reduce the sedation rate from 80% to one one thousandth of a percent. Wow. Yeah. Design is intention. Wow. And that's so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And so, you know, that's just a sample of, of the amazing stuff that you learn. And, 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 you know, I mean that, that had nothing to do with web design. 
specifically no, it's just solving a problem. Yeah, it's solving a problem. It's about good user experience, which is a large part of web design. And so it, you know, it's it's a huge thing. And and it it's a great conference. So if you're looking for a really good conference where you're going to learn something, uh, and if you've been to South by Southwest and you're thinking, okay, I'm kind of done with that scene. What's what's the next thing? An event apart is definitely is definitely the place for you. And so, just like I said, in there are still two dates left this year that have spots open, and that is Austin in September, San Francisco in December. If you want to know more, go to aneventapart.com slash vshakes and you know, tell them Jeremy sent you. Not like that will make any difference, but <laughs> and you'll get ninety yeah, percent yeah. off your ticket price. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean it was it was really good, and so and so thank you and thank you to Jeffrey and Eric because I, I I spoke to both of them at the conference. I was like, you know, hey, thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Um, I I doubt that either one of you you know really had anything directly to do with it. It's probably your show producers or whatever. Right. And and Jeffrey was like, no, no, I I actually. That's awesome. Sponsor. I, I said, I cool. want to sponsor you. So thank you to Jeffrey Zeldman and Eric thank Meyer you. for sponsoring thank the shakes. You Jeffrey and Eric. Yeah, thank so. you. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Oh, and, uh, and, and had lunch with uh, Mike Montero. Our, nice. our, uh, our how's, fantastic. How's Mikey uh, doing? Mikey is, Mikey's doing good. He's, he's doing very good. And he did, he did an awesome job speaking. He, he also spoke, um, and I will tell you that he does a, a really, really good presentation that's called uh, What Your Client Doesn't Know and Why It's Your Fault. And, huh. so, and so basically it goes, you know, it, it goes through an hour of this stuff where he shows a bunch of tweets about, you know, people who bitch about clients who don't know shit, you know, and all this stuff. He's like, well, you know what? Hey, guess what? If they don't know shit, it's your problem. It's because yeah. you didn't tell them. Yeah. And, you know, and he got like fired up, like at the very end, like if he didn't have like, you know, one of those little tiny, skinny little headphones that, you know, is like right off to the side of your mouth. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he totally needed to do like a mic mic drop. drop. Yeah. Mic drop. Because and and, and I think the people were like hungry for that because at the end he had them so fired up. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting thing, because I, I think it is a responsibility of every agency to educate your client but do it in such a way that it doesn't seem patronizing and it doesn't seem so obvious like okay now i'm going to educate you yeah and i think that a lot of that falls on account service and then Mm -hmm. on creative as well i mean you know that's why you build relationships yeah is to do that kind of shit it's not about oh i can go out and have dinner with them and have a good conversation and it's not awkward it's like that's the reason why you build relationships to advance yeah. the business. Yep. Yep. Well, and he centered it all around one word, empathy. You have to have empathy for where your client is coming from. And 90% of the time, it's not from a position of not knowing, not getting it quote, quote, or anything like that. It's from a position of fear. So, like his example was RFPs. So if you get like these RFPs that are like these crazy RFPs with, you know, just shit tons of, of requirements and questions, right. like it's, it's not because they're trying to make you jump through hoops. It's because they're scared is because they don't know. Yeah. They want to be they sure need, of their they need decision. somebody to tell them to help yeah. them. And it's, and it's even through, you know, selling work, doing things like that. It's like when, when people start asking dumb questions, you know, again, quote, quote, dumb questions, 
it's because they're scared. It's because they're uncertain. It's because they've got a lot riding on the line and they just need you to tell them that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's no reason to be condescending or be a dick and go, okay, well, obviously you don't get it. So let me tell you why we designed it this way. I think about, I think about my career and Jesus, (laughs) I suffered from that so many times. Yeah. Well, I did too. I did too. I mean, I, I would say that only within the last year and a half have I even come to that realization where I was like, you know what? Hey, stop, stop being such a fancy boy and, and just go, Hey, you know what? You're right. And, and, and I had a, I had a thing uh, last night where I, where I was selling some work and, and I had a client just like, okay, I like this part. And she was, she was rating it 10 to five. Or 10 to 0. It's like, this is a 10. This is a 9. That's a 10. That's an 8. Now, this part, this is a 5. I hate that background color. I'm like, okay, well, you know, fine. And, you know, not being, you know, a dick or like, well, why? This is, a, yeah. this is a fantastic piece. It's like, okay, well, if that was any color that you wanted it to be, what would you write it as? 10. Okay, well, fine. That's you know, what, and that's what, yeah. yeah, and and yeah. it's just and it's it's having that empathy, and it's like going, okay, that's fine. I understand something about this scares you. What uh, what can I do to help you yeah. feel at ease with it? And so, yeah, I mean, it, a lot. Oh man, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff last well, week. Well, that that that's kind of an interesting thing, and it kind of it's a. Uh, do you mind if I have this last? Uh, yeah, you go I ahead. Have, yeah. Do you have other? Do you there have there other are there are okay. other there are other uh, drinks um, available. Um, and it, it, it's kind of, um, 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 unknowingly shameless promotion for click farm, but I wonder if there would be a move, you know, it's always, you know, in the advertising world, it's always about, you know, younger and Mm -hmm. hungrier and work longer hours and stuff. But, you know, to your point where, you know, you and I just both said, it's really in the last kind of couple of years that we kind of came to that realization. Yep. It, it clients benefit from older leadership yeah because they they can put that into perspective and say okay i'm not going to be a dick about this mm-hmm. i'm not going to you know take it personally um we're going to get to a good place yeah um and you know and that comes in many forms i used to always <laughs> oh god I used to always, uh, um, without without literally saying whoring myself out, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, I, hey, look, you know, stop me when I put on too much of a dress and the lipstick, you know, because I'm <laughs> willing to go here with you guys yeah. and stuff. But it is. It's a series of compromises. You build trust on that, and then there is a time to cash that in. Yes. Um, and there's education along the way and you're not going to, and I purposefully to this day and people don't get this. I put shit out there that I know is going to get killed mm-hmm. because you're going to make progress in that getting killed. You're going to find something more. And you know, people would say, Oh, that's disposable creative. And it's like, yeah. So, I mean, if we truly live on the idea that, you know, I, I got a million more ideas. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, or this is a strong enough idea. I got a million more executions on that. Then, okay, we're going to, we're going to have a couple of people die here. Um, a couple ideas, I, uh, ideas die so that we can make progress for something greater. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, but you can also think of it this way. 
nothing is disposable. Uh, because true, you know, yeah. I mean, if if you anything that you put out there that you know is going to be killed, it is going to reveal right an aspect of exactly. either that fear or um, an, a hidden agenda. You know, bits of unspoken strategy, et cetera, et cetera, are going to surface in the killing of that idea that's going to help you understand how to move forward. Yeah. And so, yeah, in, in, in my view, nothing is disposable. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of, because yeah. in and to put it in like a, you know, like a military, uh, you know, analogy or something like that. It's like, it's like sending a, you know, sending a battalion up the middle to, to know where the snipers are. Okay, yeah. well, we know they're there, so now we can go around yeah. to the left. Yeah. We, sent, we sent a guy out there, he got shot, <laughs> yeah. now we know where they are. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, leads to, it leads to a greater cause. And again, that goes back to, I think when you've done it enough, you realize that. And, yeah. you know, and part of me, part of me misses that. Mm-hmm. I miss that I died on that every hill. Mm-hmm. And I think, have I lost that desire. And I'm like, no, I mean, I just understand the creative process so much more now Yeah, knowing that. I mean, I remember Jesus. I remember my first couple of years having an idea, having it killed and then going into my office, shutting the door and being pissed for the rest of the day. I couldn't talk to anybody because mm-hmm. I was so pissed. And all I wanted to do was I wanted to leave work and go home you know, and smoke a carton of cigarettes yeah. and get drunk as hell yeah. and kind of forget that whole thing. And now it's just like, it's not a carelessness. It's just a, we're working towards a greater good and things are going to have to happen mm-hmm. for that to happen. And if that means that this thing dies so we can make some progress, then so be it. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I'm sorry that that was your idea and I'm not... You know, I'm not careless about it. I, I, you know, it's like I just understand that it's not about your individual idea. It's about getting to the best solution. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's yeah, that's, that's the thing that the kids these days don't understand. Those kids. But the very kids much, never understand it because I didn't understand it. But in, in talking with you, that is very much click farms. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, to clue everybody in on uh, where I work, click farm. Uh, a a small web design agency. Um, we, yeah, I mean, everybody here, we're 12 to 15 people. I'm not exactly sure where we are today, but um, everybody has a, a large amount of expertise under their, under their belts. We try not to hire young people because the, the young people, they're, they're the, the young people, you know, but I mean, you're disposable. When, when you're, when you're at that point in your career, you're disposable and you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to kind of churn and burn yourself. Basically, we want people who have expertise, who are not afraid to, you know, push the clients and, and not, not in that, not in that, well, you know, I take personal offense that you didn't like my design. It's like you are pushing from a position of strength. And so, yeah, that's kind of, that's our, that's our model. Yeah. And it makes, and it's, and and it is a difference. It, it, it truly is a difference. You work smarter versus work harder. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know anybody here who's, you know, putting in like stupid 70 hour weeks, like, 
you know, your typical 22, 23 year old in it's the a great uh, sales story. Yeah. But it's not, <clears throat> it's just that it's just a story. It's not, it's not reality. You right. want people to work smarter for you than work harder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you really don't want people to work 80 hours a week for you because you're just, you're going to be burned. Yeah. They're you're going to get, you're going to get shitty work. Well, you're going to get shitty work. You're going to get something that somebody came, came up with, you know, delirious at three in the morning when they're just way too tired to be doing good thinking and good work. And that's what you're going to get. And you're going to have to go with it because you've already spent a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to get, you know, the 3 a.m. idea. Yeah. Why, why deal? That's not funny. I uh, listened to the episode <laughs> that uh, I was not a part of. Um, I took a cue from the last episode where I started talking about what would you guys talk about? And they were being, uh, Jeremy and Quinn were being pretty uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, coy about it. So I thought, well, shit, I should probably listen to this because I was probably the butt of many jokes. Um, so I started listening to it. And then as um, I was being mentioned in the podcast, then I would see I, I would send an email to Jeremy and Quinn um, with I was mentioned here and you guys are assholes. And the emails progressively got worse and. I'm looking off of my phone, so I can't. Uh, maybe Jeremy can read the the other two. But this was um, this was. Do you do you have it on your computer? Um, yes. Can you can you read the first? And then I think I sent three total. Yeah. And then I will respond. It's Quinn's response was uh, excellent. Oh, you know what? I I I deleted. Do you fucker? I deleted them. But Jesus. yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> but so yeah, it's, anyway, it so it, it increasingly got increasingly worse. got worse. It's like yeah. ten minutes in, you guys are on my shit list. Sleep with one eye open. Yeah. Twelve minutes in, Jeremy tried to save face, but butthole <laughs> Quinn said nope. So <laughs> yeah. then, so then you know because. Um, um, the theme was very much uh, the sigil. Is that right? Sigil is the that? sigil. Sigil yeah. um, was bag of dicks. So I wrote. Um, uh, this is what I renamed the podcast. Fifty-seven minutes into two assholes and a bottle of wine cast. Um, I said, you two bag of beer can cocks are talking about the Oreo campaign. And Jeremy says, see, this is when we would need Pat Quinn's response. No, nope. F U dot C K dot Quinn's response. This is a very aggressive response for a first time listener. And then she sends, um, yes, my one. <laughs> sorry to lose you as a listener. Pat. Yeah. I hope bag of beer can Cox is the name of tonight's episode. So done, <laughs> done. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's segue here. We had an email come in, yeah. And uh, so this 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 email came in. the The name was asked to be withheld, and so we're doing that. Let's say let's say the name is Brian. There you go. Why not? Uh, so, so let's, let's do a, uh, do you want to do a dramatic reading of this? Or I will. You, okay. Dramatic reading of this email from Brian. How should, how, how dramatic should I, should it be soft? And, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you direction. You, you just, just go where it leads you. 
Long time listener, first time emailer. A few episodes ago, you gave me the name of something that I know very well, but had never labeled. Creative Mistresses. And listening to your latest episode, I decided to send you this. I wonder what episode that was. I don't know. Shit, we've been talking about Creative Mistresses. I've had my creative wife read full-time job for two and a half years, but I'm getting the itch for something new. Son of a bitch is going to cheat. I've been accumulating creative mistresses for years, and now I'm at the point where I'm a creative player. The mistresses are taking up more and more space in the pie chart of my time. And I've had a fair amount of success making money, growing my knowledge, etc. In these non-occupational roles. So now I'm considering ditching the wife for one or more gratifying alternatives. This dude is like saying... Is it okay if I fuck around? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. this has nothing to do with creativity. Yeah. He's literally talking about fucking around on his wife, and he wants our okay. That's why he wanted his name yeah. well. Yeah. My question for your, you fine folks, have any of you, if you, have any of you married a mistress, so to speak? If so, have you kept your other mistresses around or dropped everything for the one you really wanted. If not, why did you decide to make the marriage work? And how have you used your mistresses to make it stronger? Seriously, he just wants to fuck around and he wants our okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Basically. Dirty, 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 bastard. dirty Brian. Dirty Brian. Dirty Brian. All right. Well, this is a good question. It is. This is this is an interesting question. <sighs> Married a mistress. So, so, okay. So yes. So first off, you you, you basically have to set the scenario that you've got the mistress that's like, keeps going, you say you're going to leave her. When are you going to leave her? Yeah. 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 And move in with me. So the question is, do you do that? Uh, you know, and you, and you take a look and the mistress looks pretty good. But uh, she 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 tends to mooch off you a little bit too much, and uh, you know you find that that you don't have enough money for lunch because she's taken it to go buy a new pair of shoes, that type of thing. Uh, you know, so 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 looking at creative mistresses that keep begging you to uh, to finally leave that wife and and settle on a new life that can be a dangerous proposal. It can be a very dangerous proposal. Well, so it, you have to be choosy. It, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Well, it kind of does because you're trading I mean, one thing for another. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mistress is never meant to be a right. wife. And I mean, it's two or what, three years down the line, if she becomes the next wife, then you know she starts looking saggy and old, and then the, then you've got this other young mistress that's looking at you and right. going, you know, yeah. I mean, the the you you're you're treading down a a, a dangerous path, Brian. Uh, that uh, don't leave your wife yeah, for this dirty, you know, dirty whore that you have over but, here. But well, I you know just just because yeah because there might not be a little bit of spice or whatever in with the wife, 
the wife is good to you. Uh, you know, and, uh, and, you know, unless, unless the wife has, has got her own problems and is doing cheating or things of her own, then, you know, we, there's not enough information here basically to, to, to give advice in that, in that respect. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, there, there definitely is, there definitely is a, a huge difference between creative spouses and creative mistresses. Right. Um, and so I, I would say, you know, be very, very careful. So, so, but your question is, has, has any of us married a mistress, so to speak? Um, I think, you know, I, I think it's an interesting thing if you find, you know, I mean, you know, so life is a journey, your career is mm-hmm, a journey. Mm-hmm. And in this process, you find out I am a better, I am my better self doing this. I mean, it's, you know, it's not to say, oh, your life is going to be about doing shit and having these little things on the side where it's your true self. I mean, if you can find that job that is your true self, then fuck it. I mean, and you can make a career out of it and a successful one that makes you happy. And I'm not talking about money. It's just about being happy. Then Go do it. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, do you have any? Well, I the, the the closest thing that I can even come to to satisfactorily answering this is okay. So I started my career as a video editor and a motion graphics designer, and that was great, and I enjoyed that, and always dabbled in web design and development. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been dicking around with the web since 1995 when I was in college. Um, when it was called the world, when Wide it was web. called the World Wide Web, and it was viewed on Mosaic. Uh, but <laughs> so you know, so so I you know I was always the the video guy who oh yeah he knows how to do web pages so we need a new website for our company. So let's have him make the, you know, and, and that was about the extent of it. I did, you know, the website for the agency I was working for, uh, but we didn't have web work coming in. No clients needed a website. Uh, so, you know, that was whatever. I was just the video editor. And I would say that around 2003, yeah. So about 10 years ago was when I kind of was at that, crossroads doing doing a little more of that creative mistress work and that creative mistress work that I was doing on the side started showing itself up at work a little you know all of a sudden oh the mistress showed herself up at work now what you know now now the wife and the mistress have met came stomping in she had she had a pregnant belly exactly and so then you have to make that choice and then I kind of started looking at, at the difference between, okay, so I could continue to make TV commercials, edit TV commercials for the rest of my career, or I could go do this. And in that case, yeah, I would say that was about the closest thing that could come to, okay, you know, I decided to finally leave the wife for the mistress right. and, and, and marry the other one. And uh, in that respect it's been good and it's worked out for me just fine. You know, no, no, uh, no craziness, you know, no alimony, no, uh, you know, any of those types of things. But that, that 
to me is not exactly the same thing as yeah. creative mistress and, and, you know, so on and so forth and leaving one for the other. It's like switching a, switching a track within one journey, Yeah, you know? And so it's not that different. Um, you know, again, there's not enough, there's not enough information really to say, okay, here. So, you know, are you, are you trying to do the difference between like, okay, I'm a print designer right now, but what I really, really want to do is driftwood sculpture. Right. <laughs> you know, it, would, I mean? it would be so, like as if I quit my advertising job and decided to run my film blog full time. Yes. That that's, be, that's exactly, that would be mm-hmm. the, you know, and, and, and my answer would be, I, you know, I have, I have a friend, actually my old boss who she's heavily into improv mm-hmm. and she worked at Hallmark for a long time. And then she left Hallmark to run her own improv theater. And she did it for about three years and then went about flat broke doing it mm-hmm. and then came back to Hallmark. But that was to me, that was, she loves improv and continues to do it and has always done it throughout her career. But she let the mistress kind of come in yeah. and the mistress blood her dry with mm-hmm. going out and buying exotic. Buying the, yeah, and, exactly. Until and, you have to come crawling back. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, I mean, to me, my thought is, is that I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't have that example. Um, but you know, my creative mistresses are writing books, mm-hmm. um, something to do with film, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I still feel like those mistresses are out there for me to pursue. Mm-hmm. And one day they will become, my full blown wife. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I have, and I think I told you this, but I, I got a short story, yep. um, published and, and it was, it was one of the best, the best experiences I've ever had writing that eight pages was awesome. Yeah. And, and so I'm craving more of that and, and I just need, you know, the problem is, is because I'm so ingrained in, in the advertising creative world, I'm looking for my next assignment. It's, it's so, so much easier when somebody says, here are your parameters, go and do this versus go and do yeah, it. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Go do, for it. do yeah. whatever you want. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so I still feel like my mistresses are out there, but I will leave one wife for another, um, come and, and, and the other mistresses teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have, I, I will, I will be a teacher one day, um, uh, an official teacher, uh, a professor, um, yeah, somewhere. And that is, that is something that I, yeah, I, I, I actually spoke at length, uh, to somebody at Boston about that. Yeah. I, that's, that's something that I, I share that, uh, I think teaching would be, I would love to do that. Um, you know, thinking about like, okay, using again, this show as a mistress, would I, would I love to be able to leave for, for this mistress? Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. I, I love, you know, and Hey, we get sponsors and we, we get money and money and comes in career. here, you know? Yeah. But man, we would have to get a whole lot more sponsors for me yeah. to be able to do that. And so, uh, you know, um, you can work toward it. It sounds awesome, but it, it doesn't seem like that's the, it, but then side two of this question, he, he asks again, have you kept your other mistresses around or dropped everything for the one you really wanted? Well, I could say for me, yeah, I've kind of other mistresses that I've had, I've dropped for this show because yeah. this is the, this is the mistress that I want. 
at the moment. Yeah. And so is, is it, uh, is it my way to another wife? Probably not. It'd be awesome if it was, but I, you know, I mean, it's whatever it's right now. It's fun. A little bit of extra money for us. You know, we can buy beer. We can do whatever. Thanks to beer buddies. Thanks to sponsors. But, uh, you know, hookers and cocaine. That's what this show is all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quinn, but yeah, well, no, I was going to say Quinn may beg to differ, but you know what? It's about hookers and cocaine screw for her, too. her. It's, it's about hookers and cocaine it's about for hookers Quinn, too. And cocaine. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing is that, you know, and, and not to get, not to push this metaphor so, so much to get us into trouble, but sure. The thing is, is that Damn it, the Brian, the, you're getting the, this. Yeah. The sticky. mistress, the mistress is, is fun to play with. It's not work. Um, you don't have to work at it. And mm-hmm. if the mistress becomes work, then it's not a mistress anymore. So nope. I, I think by definition, you it's something that you dabble in. Um, and it is, it's, it's something that you don't devote all of your time to, but it, it's, it's a hobby. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it it's, is. it's, um, you know, and I think the f- second it becomes, work and your income and stuff, then it stops being this kind of fun little, I'm, I've got a little apartment for you over here and I'm going to come and visit you every once in a while. And when I feel the urge and Mm -hmm. it's like the the grass is always greener. It's like good fellas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ray Liotta. You got to have your little, got to have your little uh, whore um, Mm -hmm. over in the apartment and uh, you go and visit and she cuts cocaine for you every once in a while. And Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, eventually it, that hobby becomes a job and then that job becomes no fun. And then you yeah. got to find it. It's, it's a cycle. It's a vicious, vicious and then, cycle. And it, it, it's just going to kill you. And then you're stabbing somebody like yeah. 10 times in the heart and putting them in the trunk of your car mm-hmm. and, and figuring out a place to bury them. You don't want to find a place to bury them, Brian, Brian, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So yes, hopefully that has been a, a, a satisfactory answer to this email. Yes. Yeah. I think you next know, time get more specific. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was, this was not too long of an email. I think little, we did a hell of a job. I think we did considering what that we, had. we had a lot of blank spaces. Yeah. We, we worked with what we had. I think we did a fine, a fine, fine job, fine job. So, Oh, Hey, um, changing subjects, yes. hugely changing subjects. So that, uh, that app we've got, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it's, that. It's going. It's going pretty well. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of people, more people than can probably log on and listen live at any one given time, have downloaded the app, which is good. That's you know, awesome. I, I, I don't. I don't expect it to be a thousand people. That's fine. I mean, we've got about seventy-five, almost you know, hundred people, which is good. Because then, how many people can only we... only fifty people can listen at any one time right now? Damn it! So there so, are people. So there's some saturation. Going there's some, on, there's some people who are pissed off right now. Maybe, maybe. So, uh, but but it's it's out there. So if you uh, are are interested in listening to the recordings of the shakes, no matter where you are, no matter what time. Well, of course, you know what time depends on us. We're going to tell you when we're recording, but uh, you don't have to sit by your computer. You can you can download the Cocktail Napkin Studios Live app on the Apple App Store. And uh, you can receive push notifications 
Many of you uh, who have the app right now received a push notification at the beginning of this broadcast that says, hey, Pat and Jeremy are live. Call 415-484-5830. Which you didn't do. Which you didn't do. You bastards. Uh, so, so anyway, so, but you can, you can get a push notification that lets you know when, when we're recording, you can listen to us record. If we're not live, if you open up the app, you get to hear fantastic archived episodes of the shakes where Jeremy and Quinn, um, yeah. insult me yeah. when I'm not here pretty much to defend pretty myself. Much. Pretty yeah, much. That's awesome. Uh, so, so it's out there, uh, version 1.0 version 1.1 is in review right now with Apple and should be hopefully out at the end of this week or maybe next week. It includes a, a few bug fixes. I found out that uh, those people who own iPhone 4s and 4Ss, the layout was a little jacked. So we fixed that and flattened things a little bit for the upcoming iOS 7. So that's, uh, that's out there. And it is, of course, free on the iTunes App Store. Cocktail Napkin Studios Live. Go and go and download it. Check it out. So um, as we're kind of starting to, to wrap things up, this is officially the beginning of what we are calling Season 2. Because it's Episode 20, Season 2. So we're going to start something new next episode. And we're going to see how it goes. I've, we've, we've got a few booked up. It could be a flop, <laughs> and then we're going to have to like cancel all these things. But we're going to start doing, um, I don't necessarily know that we'll call it interviews, but we're going to have guest hosts, so a fourth voice on the show. So um, in, in many cases, that's going to be in the, in the form of somebody calling in via Skype, and they're just going to be kind of on, you know, on the show. Live. Do we do we have a uh, for next time? Uh, we do. Uh, that it, it is going to be the debut. Um, it is it is a special mystery guest, uh, but it's a big name for for inter- internet people. Uh, I don't really want to give it away right. just yet because just 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 in case just in case he has to reschedule or something like that. I don't want to say hey check it out here's who's coming up and then you know then we get all fucked. So let's just say that next episode, when we start the interviews slash guest host via Skype thing, it's a big name. Big name. Big time. Big time. Big, big time. time. Don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. So uh, so starting with episode 21, we're going to start having, and you know, just like everything else, with especially with like calls, we don't have calls every episode. We don't have calls most episodes. Yeah. But uh, we, you know, we may not necessarily have a guest host every single episode because that, that would get a little tiring. You know, we want to have our time to, to talk amongst ourselves. So, but that's starting next episode. Uh, we do have sponsorship slots available for July and August. We've done, you know, we had a really good, really good run there for a while, just sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. And so we, you know, we have some, but, uh, for, for the next, uh, month or so, there are some slots available. So, uh, I sent out a tweet, uh, late last week that let's say you are a provider of production services of some sort for creative people, not necessarily just advertising agencies, but if you're a photographer, a video editor, um, work in audio, those types of things, 
this is a perfect audience for you to reach out to. So if so, so if you have some, you know, if you provide that sort of service, we would probably be a good place for you to sponsor. So you can go to sponsor.muleradio.net and you can get in touch with uh, Lex, Lex Friedman, who is taking care of uh, all sponsorships for all Mule Radio shows. And he can get you hooked up not only with the shakes, but you know, maybe it makes sense for, for you to sponsor across a number of shows that are like us, not just a, you know, so like let's make mistakes or, uh, it might get personal or, you know, different things like that. So that's a, that's a thought. So now here's another little thing that I was, I was debating whether I put it on the sheet. Yeah. Didn't know whether or not I wanted to talk about it. Should we talk about this? Yeah. What do you think? You think oh, because yeah. because I think let's start I, let's yeah, start pimping it because I think we need to start talking about it. Yeah. Um, Quinn, and and actually Quinn alluded to it. Well, I think I think on on the episode where uh, where we where we basically where you rubbed guys you were in a the bag dirt, of, bag yeah. of beer can cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, in the episode where Quinn just butt rapes Pat <laughs> while he's not here, uh, so we we talked about the idea of a party coming up. And so here's, here's a little bit of information about that in five episodes, episode 25, just five, five, five episodes away. Episode 25, we are going to hold an appreciation party for all fans of the shakes. And And when we say appreciation, we're actually appreciating us. Yeah. Appreciating us, but you can just come watch us appreciate each other for being awesome. Yeah. So the the tentative date for that right now is September 10th of 2013. And it is going to be a uh, a live recording of The Shakes, but it is also going to be a party for everybody who uh you know is either in Kansas City or wants to figure out how they can get themselves to Kansas City. There will be free beer, free food, Costly shenanigans. Costly. Not sure what that means, but uh, but I wrote it. We're gonna jump a building with a BMX bike. Yeah. So, so, ooh, we should totally do that. We should. All right. Somebody, somebody's gonna do that. I vote Quinn since she's not here. Uh, so yes, uh, that is that is coming up here in a couple of months. I, you know, the 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 plans. I was I was really concerned for a while because we had this idea. I don't know what was this like almost two months ago that we had this because it was gonna be episode twenty. Yeah, it was going to be episode twenty, uh, which is but this instead, episode. It's just you and, and as I you can tell, there is no party with some <laughs> chipotle just... <laughs> peanuts yeah. and some Miller High Life, and yeah. So, so that's how we are. That's how we plan things. <laughs> that's how we celebrate. Yep. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Appreciation. So, yeah. So we had this idea. Hey, let's have this party, and you know, and they're like, okay, and then things just weren't things weren't happening. You know, I mean, we were trying. But stuff just wasn't gelling. But then within the last two or three weeks, it's gelled big time. It's it's gelled big time. We've got a space, so so we know where we're going to have it. Uh, got some uh, some good uh, some good leads on on being able to get sponsorships for the beer. Uh, I was able to uh, speak. Oh, and 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 going back to uh, to to Boston, I got to talk with uh, Squarespace. And, uh, you know, the, the fine folks in the marketing department there and, you know, and they love us. So hopefully, uh, we're going to talk about maybe having them be a a sponsor of the party. So that, you know, might mean some, some fun Squarespace t-shirts. I don't know that kind of thing. Um, 
And so, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be, we're, we're going to do it upright. It's not going to be like, you know, a couple of bottle of beer, bottles of beer and a, and a box of crackers that everybody's going to have to fight for. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be, be a good, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, disco, disco lights. Disco lights, goats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ketchup goats. and mustard. Mhm. Mhm. All of that stuff. Beer slides. Yep. And so that is all coming up on episode 25. So start making your plans now if uh you know, if you're looking for like a late summer vacation. Kansas City is lovely. Circle September 10th on yep. the calendar. Yep. Start Xing out the days leading up to it. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a but good we'll time. We'll take call ins, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So oh I yeah, mean, if no. You can't I mean, make it. yeah. It's gonna we'll we'll have the. It's gonna be it's gonna be exactly like every other episode. We're gonna do a live broadcast, so it's gonna be streaming live. We're gonna take calls. We're yeah. gonna do all that stuff. So let if you that can't be make it, the episode where we're like Jesus. Remember our twenty fifth episode when we got like three calls yeah <laughs> how crazy how crazy was that? was that yeah yeah and of course we'll we'll do like we did at, at mini bar and we'll have the microphone out in the out in the audience so it could be just it's going to be a stupid it's going to be like a three hour long episode and you're not going to be able to understand anything we say at the end of it i don't know but that's coming up so so yeah have that to look forward to america or actually i shouldn't say america i should say germany or the Netherlands. I'm I'm going to New Orleans the next day, so it could get really ugly. Oh God, man, that's bad. That's yeah. bad news. Bad yeah. news. It could All right, be really ugly. Mm. So uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. Um, Mule. So uh, there are other great shows on Mule Radio. Syndicate yes, we should talk can, about that. that. You, um, so this one that I think we talked about this one last time. No, we didn't talk about this one. Uh, everything sounds. That's, yeah, we that's, did not. We, we did not talk about, about that last, last episode. There is a really cool show. This is one of the this is one of the newest shows on Mule Radio Syndicate uh, called Everything Sounds, and they explore the role of sound in art, science, history, and culture. And it's a really cool show. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. that's like really close to like an NPR show where they where they will find like one aspect of of audio or music or something like that, and they'll kind of dive deep on like the origin of an instrument or where did this sound come from or, you know, different things like that. And it's a really very cool, interesting show. And, and I really enjoy it and they seem to like us. So that's why I say, Hey, check scratch, it out. Yeah. Scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. And so yes, definitely check out everything sounds on mule radio. And of course, all the other great shows that are on mule radio syndicate who are so nice to let us continue to broadcast episode after thank episode. You. Yes, thank so you guys much. very much. Uh if well, this this is going to come out after 4th of July, so I hope you guys didn't blow your hands off yes. in America an awesome and fourth. for, you know, for the rest of you guys across the world, um beer and bye. <laughs> beer and bye. <laughs>